You're listening to the Father's House Podcast. We're in Owensboro, Kentucky. Hope you guys enjoy. If you guys want more information, you can go to thefathershouseky.com. Good morning. My guy just dropped the biggest baby reveal of the year right there. He's like, you guys ready for this? Boom, we're pregnant, fourth, fifth child, whatever, I don't know. Loose track after this point. Seven, come on, more, Lord. Everybody just stretch your hand, more, Lord, right? Twins, let's go. Carter, Carter. I love Carter's reaction was like, oh, man. Glory to God, that was amazing. I was going to make a joke, but that that was it right there. (laughs) Oh, man, if you don't know, I'm I'm the youth pastor here. Um, Just started in August, and it's been so good. It's been been a pleasure, and it's just been fun. And just since August, the best way to describe it is just having open heart surgery of just the Lord, like really just dealing in with my heart and just exposing lies and, and replacing with truth. So it's just so good. If you ever had that open heart surgery, it's so, so good. <laughs> and the Lord is just constantly like, hey, let's deal with this. Let's look at this. I want to fix this. I want to edify you here. And I want to provide here in this area and just really challenging me. So when he's challenging me this morning again, I'm not ready for this. I'm, I'm, I'm terrified on the inside. But let's go along with the journey. Are you guys with me? We're going to do this. All right. Can we put our hands out this morning? And let's just receive from the Lord. I'm going to pray. Can you repeat after me and say, Jesus, I receive from you this morning and no one else. Amen. That's it. You're going to get all of Jesus this morning. All right. So this next year, we're going to be fasting, the beginning of the year. I'm going to be honest. When he says who's excited for fasting, I did not yell. (laughs) I am the person. I'm like, "Ah, yeah, are we sure we want to do that? Are we really sure we want to do that? But... Fasting is so good. Uh, I want to take you on a story of my fast that I've done before. So I'm going to be open and transparent. But before I share my story about fasting, I don't want you guys to give me kudos. Or I don't need your approval of this story, okay? All right, does it make sense? I don't, want you, I don't want people come up to me like, I can't believe you did that. That was amazing. Like, I'm not really looking for your approval, okay? But I just want to be vulnerable and transparent this morning of this story. And so let's start the story in everybody's favorite year, 2020. Come on, somebody. Favorite year right there, 2020. Um, If you know this man, he's a very powerful man. Um, When he speaks, he's always just rocking, and he has this raspy voice. It's Lou Engle. And in 2020, he called the nation to uh, Jesus fast. And he, this, a na- like, he actually called the world. He was trying to unify the nations in 2020 on this Jesus fast. Um, so... In my story, I was not the one ready to do a 40-day fast at all. But I felt like the Lord was really challenging me and really just kind of pushing me to do it. And I was like, all right, I'll do it, 40 days. And so I did a 40 days only liquid fast. And let me tell you, it was, felt like I was dying. (laughs) Like, I'm gonna be honest, I felt like death. Um, but it was so, so good. And when I, t- I don't tell many people this, but when I do tell people, they're like, man, I bet you were just caught up in the third heavens during those 40 days. I bet like you were seeing angels, like power was just flowing from your fingertips. And honestly, it wasn't at all. It was 
probably the complete opposite. Uh, most of the time when you fast, actually, uh, many people's stories aren't like that. Uh, actually, it's very painful in a way because like you are hangry, you're angry, hangry. You're like, you're very hungry and you're angry. You're, you're not getting all the nutritious supplements that you need to get. And so for me, um, for those 40 days, I'd be kind of sitting on the couch and when I would stand up, it'd be like Bravo 6 going dark. And I'm like catching myself. Um, your body does some weird things when you're on that extended fast. Um, you try to cut corners in life. Like literally, I was trying to cut corners. I kept running into walls to kind of save some steps because your body's trying to ration out its resources. So it's just, so when people say let's fast, I'm like, have we truly prayed about what we're doing? <laughs> are, are, are we truly ready? Um, so the, the scripture I got perfect for fasting is coming from 2 Peter 3.8, I think. Uh, I think this sums up fasting for me because like the pastor joke that's always been said, why do they call it a fast when it's very, very slow? So Second Peter, it says this, but do not overlook this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is a thousand years and a thousand years is one day. There's nothing fast about a fast. And when you're fasting, it just seems like when you're in the presence of the Lord, it goes forever. It's just, it takes forever. Those days seem longer. You're just not in the mood for it. And that's okay. Because what I've learned in my 40 days at the, of my fast at the end, um, I was just sitting there, I broke bread with my family. And it was such a beautiful moment. And every day I was going through the fast, I would just ask the Lord, uh, grace to fast. When you're fasting, you need to ask grace, grace to fast. Like you need to ask him. Lord, help me get through this day. I need your grace to go through this fast. And so each day I was asking the Lord for his, for his grace. And the last day I broke bread with my family and this was the biggest revelation that, I, that you could receive. I was breaking bread and I was praying. As I, literally, we baked bread just for this moment. It was beautiful. Um, we broke bread and I remember just praying, Lord, man, your grace is surely sufficient. Like, you don't understand, like, when I say that, like, I, I went those 40 days, it was me on empty and it was just his strength. I wasn't relying on my own doing, it was just him. And to break bread and to finally have this huge revelation, Jesus, it wasn't me, it was you. Because each day it was, Lord, I need grace. And then and in my spirit, I heard him say, my grace is sufficient for you. I was like, come on. And then the last day, I, it, it, it just hit my heart so much different to break bread and be like, yeah, you are enough. You, you surely are enough. It was, it, I, I wanted to give up, but your grace continued me. Your grace brought me through this. And so I'm not trying to be dramatic when I fast. It's just true. It, it, it's, it's, sound, it's suffering in a way. The most, most biblical fast there is is just a water fast. And when you do that, when you um, kind of withstand from everything else and your body is just c trying to ration itself off, it, it feels like suffering. It feels like dying in a way. It truly does. And that's the whole point, like Pastor Mike said, it's denying, it's denying the flesh. It's dying to the fleshly desires. And so um, for me, I'm not the biggest fan of fasting, but I'll, at the end of it, I'm so glad I suffered those days. I'm so glad I partaked with the Lord those days. I, I just look back, I'm like, man, I'm really glad I did that though. I, and, and there's more of me, I need my heart posture to shift too, that man, I need to fast more. There's always this uh, calling from the Lord for deeper desires from you. I, I love it when I ask the students, you know, what is the Lord saying to you? They're always like, I feel like the Lord wants uh, me to spend more time with him. I'm like, yes, he's always gonna say that. He's always saying, hey, I want more of you. 
that, that's his desire. And it's not out of strife and a performance that we're trying to do more with him. And no, he just wants to spend time with you. That's, that's truly, he's a zealous, jealous God. And so he loves you so much, he's always gonna say, I wanna spend more time with you. And so I love that when we fast, we're actually spending time with the Lord. All right, where am I at my notes? Because I'm all over the place. Oh, here we are. <laughs> um, so I'm believing for the next 20 days as a corporate fast for this simple thing, actually. I'm not gonna stand up here and say, it's a crucial hour, yeah, it's a crucial hour, where the Lord wants to greet and mighty things, yeah, that, that is, is a desire. But I truly believe for this house, as we, as we enter in this corporate fast, what I believe the Lord is doing is um, bringing us together as a family. There's just, this, there's just such a family unity that is created during fasting, especially during our corporate fast. So I believe for the next 21 days, I believe what the Lord wants to do in this house, in this hour, is to bring us closer. There's nothing else like fasting together as a family. And so to say, hey, we're doing this together, I feel um, this unity coming together, rallying behind as one body, as one family to do this together. Because you're not alone, you're not fasting alone for the next 20 days, you're fasting with your family. And hopefully you fast with your, with your intermediate family too, like it's a family thing that you guys do, but it's also this corporate family thing that we're all partaking in, right, amen? I need a little bit more participation. Amen, there we go. So it's a family thing. It's something we're doing together. And I believe that's so crucial for our body in this moment right now. It's, it, it's what we need. We need to come together. We need to rally more. Like Jesus is looking for a unified bride. And there's nothing more beautiful than us coming and rallying together to just to chase after him. Because man, if, if I want to be marked by anything, if, if I want to le leave a legacy, I want to leave this legacy, I knew him. Like I really knew, like I knew him, but, I, but when I get to heaven and I look at him, I'm like, oh, this was nothing like I expected, but I, but I knew a little bit of him. I'm going to look at my neighbor and say, hey, you see, I knew a little bit of that on earth. I discovered a small portion of that. And then when I bow down and I look again, I'm like, I, I knew a little bit of that kind of, but not really. I, because my, my desire upon the earth is just to know him now. Because when I see him face to face, I want to have this huge revelation. I knew you, but I really, really didn't know you. <laughs> I'm going to look at your face and be lost in your face, Jesus. But I knew such a small portion because I want to scratch the surface of who you are. And I believe that's what, that's what fasting does. And that's what we're doing is we're rallying behind to look at him. We're rallying to see him and to see him rightly. Amen? All right. We're fasting together to receive more of him. All right, so let's go to Matthew 9, uh, chapter 9, verses 14 through 17. This is where we kind of linger a little bit. And like I said, just there's a great invitation to fast. There's never a moment when the Lord is not wanting more of you to pursue him. So let's just read this. It says, then the disciples of John came to him saying, these are John's disciples saying, why do we and the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? And I love Jesus in this moment. He asks, they ask a question, he asks a question back. He says, can the wedding guests mourn as the bridegroom is with them? The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them and they, then they will fast. No one puts a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment for the patch tears away from the garment and a worse tear is made and neither is a new wine put in a new, into an old wine skin. It is, a new, it is the new skins that burst and the wine is spilled and the skins are destroyed, but the new wine is put into fresh wine skin and so both are preserved. Um, before I really go deeper in that, I wanna talk about combating the religious reason. 
You know how many times I fasted and um, truly it was just out of religion. Like it was just so simple. You fasted and it was just something we did. Like it was just so religious. Every year we just did it. There was nothing behind it. And so I believe for us, we need to combat this. We need to go against the religious spirit of why are we fasting? And when we don't want to do it out of the wrong heart, I believe one of the biggest strategies that is found in scripture is to to be lost in a hardened heart towards God. Look at Mark 6, uh, verse 52. For they had not understood about the loaves. Their hearts were hardened. These were the disciples who had just seen Jesus multiply the fish and bread. Like if you really think about it in Mark 6, I just want to give a little backstory. In Mark 6, what they see is Jesus do this story. And if you really put it into perspective, what the disciples were seeing was actually the stories of old that they heard. They would hear the stories of the Israelites in the wilderness and God provide manna in front of them and God provide fish in front of them. And right here in this moment in Mark 6, chapter in verse 51, we're 52, I don't know, read both of them. But what you see in this moment is the stories of old happening right in front of them. And then Jesus comes back to them on a boat walking on the water and he says, why do you guys have such a hard time? And they were still pondering about the loaves because their hearts were hardened. It's like, man, to, like, this is what it is, to see what God is doing among his people in this hour and still to sit back and wonder, what, why is it not happening to me? It's like, man, I think that's, that's just so terrible for me like, to hear. Like, I'm frightened by that because I don't want that to be me. I don't want to sit back and have a hardened heart of what God is doing among his people. It's like, man, I, I want to partake. I want to see him rightly, right? And so... I believe Brennan Johnson, if you know who uh, Brennan Joseph is, he's an NBL worship leader, and he was talking about the religious spirit, and he says one of the biggest ways you can combat the religious spirit is with honesty, is asking honesty, uh, why am I fasting right now? Why are we doing this? And it's like, oh, wow. Because if you're truly honest with yourself, like, why do we come to church? Uh, it's just something my grandma told me to do. We got we to go to church this morning. You know, it's like, no, that, it's so religious that your heart's hardened with what the Lord wants to do. And you're just sitting there and you're like wondering, in honesty, really just ask the, the simple truth of what you're doing. Why are we fasting? You know how many times um, if I was young, I would answer that question? It's because my dad's making me, honestly. <laughs> my parents are like, hey, we're fasting. You got to pick something. I'm like, all right, I'm going to pick the easiest thing. So as kids, I had brothers. We, we'd always pick Coke. So we're going to uh, fast from soft drinks for the next 21 days. Glory to God. We're going to suffer for the kingdom. And so because if you'd ask me during that time, it was just so religious. Honestly, I was just picking the easiest thing. Uh, and asking the fast that you choose right now, I honestly would say it's because it's what I can do. What you can do? That's a big I statement, right? I, I can do this. The Lord's not asking what you can do. He's asking what he can do through you. And so honestly, it, it answers that. Why are we doing this? It says, hey, for this religious reason, you're doing it and you have a hardened heart and you're missing what the Lord wants to do. You're seeing signs and wonders in front of you and yet your heart is hardened and it's not available for me to speak life into you. Come on. To be around him and still not understand what he's all about. It didn't connect from the mind to the heart what they just saw. And they didn't ask the simple truth, who is this man? You know, to be honest, they needed the honesty in that hour to see him. He was just walking on the water in front of them. He's like, man, you guys are still thinking about the lows that happened a couple days ago? Like, your hearts are hardened to what do I want to do? So it's asking the real heart question. Why am I doing this? 
It's entering this fast with an open heart. Um, because I truly believe Jesus wants, wants to encounter you. He, he wants more of you. But I think we get lost in just the measure of the fast sometimes. So it's not the measure or the quality of the fast, but it's the measure of the open heart when you fast. Really think about it. It's not the quality of what you can do, because some of you guys can't just do water, like I get it, but it's not the quality of what the fast was done by. It was the quality of the open heart. Mark 12 in the poor widow, it says, um, look at the story of Mark 12 in the poor widow. You write it down, look at it later. But it was a story of this poor widow who came to the temple to pay the temple tax and gave all that she could. And Jesus is like right there, that, that's beautiful to me. That, that's what I'm after. I'm like, Phew. it wasn't the quality of what she gave, it was the quality of her heart. Because the others were giving multiple, multiple amount of that, more than enough. But it was that little bit that he was like, oh, you see that? You see her open heart and the quality of her heart? that's truly beautiful. And so when we enter this fast, we don't want to come into this religious reason of, why are we fasting? Oh, it's just something we do. It's just, here we are again, 2024, new year, new me kind of thing. Gotta fast. That's, that's what the church does, right? No. Why are we fasting? Oh, it's for the unity of the body. It's to see him beautiful and to see his eyes in the next 21 days. That is such a good reason to fast. Amen? Amen. Glory. All right, so why we fast? Uh, kind of a couple of things. I'm going to quote Pastor Mike, glory to God, it's 1149. <laughs> um, a couple of reasons I've learned why I fasted, and then I'm going to invite you to the reasons why I kind of fast. Um, just what I've learned and just deep revelation of why we fast, why, why you should fast. And I believe the number one reason why we should fast is lovesickness. If you look at Matthew, uh, Matthew 9, going back to that, this is where we're going to kind of linger. If you look at the part, he, he talks about uh, the bridegroom. And it's this lovesickness that's tied into this, in this uh, part of the story. It says, can the wedding guests mourn as the bridegroom is with them? The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them. Then they will fast. And because what's going to happen later in the story, in the narrative, uh, the bridegroom's going to be taken away from them. Jesus is going to be taken away from them. And then there's going to be this yearning, this, yawn, this something in their heart, this wanting more of him, this desire to see him again in their heart. And so now they're mourning to have the bridegroom back. And now they're going to start fasting. And so the reason we fast is this love sickness in us, to see him again, to be with him again. The, the true desires of the disciples in that time is when Jesus ascended to heaven was that oh, we need to get everybody around us to believe in him so that he can come back again. Because he says he will not return until they say, blessed is he in the name of the Lord. So that what they were trying to do after Jesus ascended is they had this love sickness to say, hey, we need every one of you to understand this gospel that was presented to us. Now we're presenting to you so that we can see him again. Our hearts are lovesick and, and we want him back. And so what, the, what fasting does, it ties in this as our body aches, as our, as our body is going through the emotions of its uh, being depleted of its national things, you have this love sickness, this yearning as your stomach aches, so does my heart ache for you. It's tying it into the psalmist as the psalmist says, hey, as my, the deer pants for the water, so my soul pants for you. As my body, as my tummy grumbles right now, my heart grumbles for you, Lord, I want more of you. 
That's the whole point of fasting is tying this. Oh, the bridegroom is not here right now. My soul wants to see him again. I'm yearning to be with him. And that's what fasting does. It's tying this, this pain of wanting food. I'm connecting it with I'm wanting you. Does that make sense? Amen? And we see it in multiple parts in scripture where this is connected. Um, we see it with Hannah. Hannah is in the story, she's going to birth Samuel later in the story, the prophet Samuel. But Hannah, it talks about how she would go to the temple and she would weep and, was, and would not eat because she longed to have a child. She, she wanted to bear a child. And so in her longing to bear, to bear a child, she connected it with not with sustaining from food. As she sustained, as, her, as she um, withstained and withheld, there was this longing to have a, a child with the Lord, to have a child, and the Lord would bless her with a child later in the story. Does that make sense? It's so biblical that we see this longing tied in with the fast. Daniel fasted for Israel return back to its homeland. There was this longing to go back to the promised land, and we see it as we fast, this longing is tied in with the fast. A love sickness to have more of him as Hannah cried her heartbreak Hannah cried in her heartbreak to have a child. It's a longing that we have. And it's a longing that we have now of, oh, I want to see you rightly. It's this thing where it's tied in our fast. Oh, I want more of you. Amen? Uh, Point number two is not to earn anything. You don't understand how many people are like, Lord, if I do this, if I fast for the next 20 days and I do all of this, will you do this for me? If you really think about it, the kingdom is not an exchange. Our mindsets are set on good and services. Is I do this service for you in exchange for this. But that's not how the kingdom works at all. It's actually quite the opposite. He just loves you. <laughs> like he loves you with the same intensity now as he would tomorrow and as he would before the first day that you met him. He loves you with the same intensity. You can't do anything to earn more of him. So we don't fast to earn something. You know how many times I've, I've said, Lord, I'm gonna fast from video games. Will you just truly bless me in the next 20, like 20 days? And the Lord's like, I just wanna bless you already. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to earn anything from him. So l- l- let me show you. In Matthew 6, uh, verses 30 and 33. And he says, if God cares so wonderfully for the wildfires that are here today and thrown in the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things. Uh, saying, what will we eat? Oh, it's not up there for you guys. I'm sorry. Do we have it? Matthew 6, 30. Oh, praise God. I'm saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of the unbelievers, but your heavenly father already knows all your needs. And he says this, he says, seek the kingdom of God above all else, live righteously, and he will give you everything we need. We don't earn any of his love. As we pursue him, as we seek his kingdom during our fast, he provides for you. As you present yourself with your problems in your life to him, and as you seek him during his fast, he knows the desires and the needs of your heart that he wants to fulfill them no matter what. But sometimes I believe we stand in the way and we we just don't actually seek him. We wonder why we are such a mess, and yet I ask you, have you sought him today? Have you seeked the kingdom of God? Because I believe there's an answer for your problem. I believe there's a supernatural strength that wants to help you in this moment of your life, but yet you, have you really truly seeked the kingdom first? And I believe if you surround yourself with wise counsel, one of the things they'll tell you to do is to fast and pray about it. 
Because what they're doing, what, what that wise counsel is trying to tell you to do is to seek the kingdom of God for your answer first. It's not what you can do. It's not what you can perform to get something from heaven, but it's just seeking him and he will perform on your behalf. Does that make sense? So we don't earn anything while we fast. There's nothing more that he wants to do other than take care of you already. His desire is you. And he's saying, hey, as I care for these little things, you're so much more important than these little things. I'm gonna take care of you. So as we fast, we're not asking the Lord to do something. We're just spending time with him and looking at him and pursuing him. And that's so beautiful to him. He's like, yeah, as you enter into my courts, I'm gonna take care of you. You are mine and no one else's. Amen? It's the pride in our hearts that says, oh, I have to do this. And the Lord's saying, no, let me do it. And so many times we get in a way. And the Lord's like, man, if you just step out, I can take care of this so easily. Amen? So we don't fast or earning of his love. His love is not an exchange. It's either him or not. I believe sometimes we question that. It's either him or it's not. I believe sometimes we think, I gotta do a little bit so he can do a little bit. No, it's him or it's not. It's just you then. He, he wants to invade all areas of your life and bring the desires and petitions that we have for him. And he wants to do that, not in our exchange. Amen. All right, where are we at? Woo. I love this part. We don't fast to move God's heart, but we fast to move our hearts. Because we fast, we position ourselves to seek him and obey him. We're not moving Father, the Father's heart. He's moving our heart to receive. His ways. It's, it's about when we seek his kingdom, his ways, our heart is positioned correctly with him now. And we become in alignment with him. And so when we fast, we're not moving, hey, God, would you come over here and invade this area for me? No, we're stepping in to see him rightly and to walk in the ways that he has set for us. <laughs> I want to share this. I love it. Um, I, 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 grew up, I grew up going to summer camps, uh, church camps, all the time, and you would see this wave of riding the roller coaster of summer camp. And, and people, like, if you really think about, it, like, why is it so when we go to summer camp or we go to the Freedom Conference, or whatever, that we, 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 we have this huge moment with the Lord, and when we come back here to home, we don't have those moments anymore. And I love it. And I'm like, because did you not see what you did in that week? You sought the kingdom during that whole week, and there he met you in that week. And when we return home, what did you do? You went back to the normal day life. You stopped seeking him. And so it's so funny. I see it happen all the time. We get caught up in this moment of, weak, of this weak experience that we believe is going to last us for the year because we sought the Lord just for this one week. And when we come back, we don't seek him anymore. And we're wondering what happened. It's because that whole week, what happens, we, we, we tear everything that the natural world has to offer. We get rid of it and we just put Jesus at the forefront. And, and it's so wonderful. And we're like, oh my gosh, camp is amazing. And it's like, no, no, what's amazing is seeking his kingdom. All right, number three is strengthen your spirit of why we fast. I believe um, I, we have this spiritual being inside of us, the God of the universe who can dwell anywhere, decides to dwell with you because you're a temple for him. And I believe when we fast, we actually strengthen the spirit inside of us. Because if you really think about it, we, are we have natural tendencies. We were born in a natural world, and we do not rely on a spiritual being. It does not come na natural to us to rely on a spirit, spirit. It just doesn't. And so what happens when we fast, we actually start relying on that spirit. 
Because what you're going to do in the next 20 days as you're fasting with the Lord, what you're saying is no to the world and yes to him. You're presenting yourself to actually receive. And what you're doing is you're relying not on what you can do and what the world has to offer, but you're actually starting to rely on him. And you start working this muscle. And some of you are new believers, and some of you have been to church forever, but you've never yet to flex this muscle over here. And so the, the thing is, when you fast, you're actually strengthening your spirit. You're walking into this, this, this thing of no to the world and yes to him, because you're denying yourself every moment, when you're, because you're going to be hungry all the time. I'm just going to tell you now, when you fast, a biblical fast of just water, you're going to be hungry all the time. And what you're saying, as you're hungry right now, hoping we will end, <laughs> what you're saying is no in this moment, yes to him for the next 21 days. And so, and it's just strengthening that spiritual being inside of you. You're submitting your flesh to the Holy Spirit, saying no to this world and yes to Jesus. Our, our minds begin to rewire. So when you start fasting more, you, you start seeing in the natural when you're not fasting, you're not relying on your own strength in the moment, but you start relying on him. You, because you flex this muscle a little bit, you know what this muscle can do now. And so when, you, when problems hit, you, you don't rely on the natural. What I can do, you start relying on what he can do. It tenderizes the heart to receive more of him and less of us. Uh, fasting expands our spirit's capacity and it positions ourselves to receive from him. My last point, I promise. <laughs> It's point number four. It says if it prepares a heart for a new wineskin. Going back to Matthew 9. Can you put, put it back up here? And this point in Matthew 9, it talks about um, new wineskin and an old and um, sewing on a new piece of garment. But I want to look at the, this new wineskin because it's a little bit easier to understand. I don't believe Jesus gives this parable about wineskin for no reason in this context because it has to do something about fasting. He gives this parable because it's about fasting, right? He says, neither is new wine put into old wineskins, for it is the skins that burst and the wine is spilled and the skins are destroyed. But new wine is put in fresh wineskin and so are both are preserved. And so when we see this, I believe when we fast, we receive a fresh wineskin. Because what happens is I see it, we see it all the time. Um, we talk about going glory to glory, right? What happens is we receive from the Lord in this wineskin and this fresh outpouring like the Freedom Conference. So let's look at the Freedom Conference for example. We see the Lord pour out this wine into our wineskin and we are like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. This is so glorious. And here's this glorious moment. And what I see happen so many times is that people make camp in this glorious moment. They want to settle here. And the Lord's like, if you really think about it, he's trying to take you glory to glory, right? And so we receive this wine and we have this wineskin that is freshly and when we stay in this moment with the Lord, all oh, Freedom Conference is just amazing, best thing ever. And we stay in this moment. As the Lord is trying to pour out new wine we're, and go glory to glory, we make camp here. And so what fasting does, it actually prepares a heart to receive a new wineskin. And what it does is it, it takes the valuable, what Dan Reynolds says, there's value on the old wine and the old wineskin. What God did in this glorious moment, there's still value there, but fasting compares the heart to receive a new wineskin. And as we receive a new wineskin, we're positioning ourselves again to receive his glory. 
And that, that, that's the whole parable there. He's like, hey, in this moment, you're going to receive something that's so truly wonderful. Hey, but you need to keep going glory to glory. And so you're fasting to receive a new wineskin. And I believe it's not coincidence that we're fasting right now after going through Freedom Conference. Because if you watch your heart, it will try to make camp of what you had in this glorious moment instead of going glory to glory to glory to glory to glory. And what happens is you receive a new wineskin. As we receive this fresh, this wine that was poured out, we keep it, it's valuable, but we position ourselves to receive again. And if heaven is this wine where Welch's grape juice that is being poured out in front of us, would we not want to position ourselves to the outpouring? Like if, if, if the Lord is pouring something over here in this moment, it's so beautiful, do I not want to position myself when he starts moving his hand over here? Hey, I want to take you from there to here. And what fasting does, it prepares the heart to receive again. It gives you a new wine sin when you come to this moment. The old, what he did, is not um, spoiled and it spills everywhere in the parable. No, you have another wineskin that's ready to receive the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And I believe it's so beautiful. We don't want to get caught up in this one moment with the Lord and make camp here and wait for his outpouring to come back to a freedom conference next year. Yes, the freedom conference next year is going to be glorious and wonderful. But if you still have an old wineskin and the new wineskin hits that, what happens? Both are spoiled. Your heart didn't, wasn't able to receive the fresh outpouring of glory to glory in that moment. So fasting, it takes us from glory to glory. And I believe it, 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 it moves the heart to be with him. We see the goodness of the God in the season and we try to settle there thinking we can still rely on this fresh outpouring. And Jesus is like, no, I want to take you through an avenue of blessing. My, my journey for you is not there, but it's here to there, to there, to there. We do not want to remain in that glory. What was done in just not one week when, and just wait for the next conference. No, the Lord wants to take you through life and walk with you through all of this. Amen? Fasting tenderizes the heart and positions the heart to receive. That's why wise counsel will always point you to fast. It always has the ability to have a fresh cup and a fresh wineskin to receive. Again, so the mission at the Father's house is not for you to keep going through Freedom Conference every year. It's not the mission. I tell, I tell the people in my group all the time after Freedom Conference, I'm like, I've equipped you the best I can. Keep living it out. I've given you all the, the tools and the resources that I have. You, it's now your turn to mature with what I've given you. So the goal of what we're doing is not for you to keep going through this glorious moment and living through this. No, the, the goal at the Father's house is for you to grow in maturity. And I believe the mature believers fast. So, it's, so is, are you questioning right now, am I supposed to fast? Yes, you want to be a mature believer. It's a mature thing to fast. Yes, it is difficult, but it's for the mature ones to do. Amen. So I believe the next 20 days will help position our hearts for 2024. I believe why we're doing this is not just because we're spiritual people here, because we're a charismatic church. No, we're doing this to position ourselves for 2024 for what the Lord wants to do. So we're living in this moment of fasting of saying, yes, Lord, take me from glory to glory. As I deny myself constantly, I'm going to look to you and say yes to you and yes to what you want to do for the year 2024. Wow, I'm doing great on time, actually. Can we stand and worship team? Can you come up here? You guys, that's all I have. But I want to end on this. I want to equip you guys before you leave. And I want to challenge everybody 
here right now. Uh, prayer team, you can, you can go ahead and come down too. I believe we need to ask ourselves, what is the Lord giving you grace to fast in the next 21 days? Um, no one fast is greater than the other. It's not the quality of the fast. It's not what you can do, but it's, it's the quality of the open heart. And so I just want to take a moment and ask the Lord what he wants to do through you, okay? And I have a simple um, question for you to ask before you leave this morning. So if you're young, you can decide if you're young still. I'll let you make that choice. If you're young, if you're in the youth, actually, I'm going to actually ask that you actually just do a Daniel fast or a liquid fast. As your body is still growing, you don't really need to do an all-water fast, and your children don't need to do an all-water fast. And I feel like I need to say that for some people, like, hey, the whole family, even, even the three-year-olds are fasting only water. No, don't do that. That is not okay, all right? <laughs> I feel like I need to say that. But for the mature ones, the ones that are hearing from the Lord and want to, to see how far the Lord will take them the next 20 days, I challenge you with a water fast. It's the most biblical fast there is. So if you're youth, just do a Daniel fast or a juice fast. Your fast will look different than someone else in the room today. Some of you have sickness. Um, some of you have just health reasons where you can't do a big fast like a water fast, and that's okay. And I also get it, the working man in the room, I get it, we can't be working and have no um, n nutrition to do the work. Like, well, I have to continue working. So it looks different for everybody in the room, but the question that you should ask is, Holy Spirit, where are you giving me the grace and the strength to fast. What are you asking me to, to fast this week, this next 21 days, multiple weeks actually? What are you gonna give me the strength to do? So as our hearts and our eyes are, our hearts are open, our eyes are closed, let's just ask that question. This is the question. Holy Spirit, where do you give me the strength to fast from from the next 21 days? It's not what I can do, it's what you can do through me. What are you gonna give me strength to do? What are you really challenging me? It's going to look difficult because the whole idea is not what you can do, it's what he can do. So the next couple moments, let's just sit here and really just ask, Holy Spirit, what are you giving me strength to do? It's gonna look different for everybody. It's not the staff here at the Father's house to tell you what to fast, it's the Holy Spirit's part. But with honesty to yourself and why you're doing what you're gonna to choose to do for the next 20 days and having an open heart, I believe the Lord will work with that. Having an open heart and being honest of why I'm doing this. And honesty will say, man, this is actually gonna be difficult for the next 20 days. <laughs> and that's the point. It's, it's supposed to look a little tough because you're not supposed to perform in the next 21 days. You're supposed to rely on him and grow closer to him. You can choose the easiest thing and waste your time, I believe. I believe you can fast the next 20 days only water and completely miss him. Because if you really look at every time fasting is mentioning, it's always about fasting and praying. 
So for the next 21 days, we're not just denying the flesh and suffering for no reason. No, we're, we're, we're denying the flesh to spend time with him and to pray. So it's important that you make time in the next 21 days to spend time with him. Don't waste your time. You know how many times that I've wasted my time in just doing something out of relo- just religion. No, I want to spend time with him. The whole point is growing close to him. I want to say this. As we're doing this as a corporate family, your in your family, turn off the TV, turn off social media, and just have this time, scan the QR code to do the Bible study together as a family. Gather the little ones around. Put worship music on for the next hour and say, hey, for the 21 days, for one hour a day, we're actually going to seek him. We're turning off the TV and the video games, and we're just having a moment with him. Turn off the TV for the next 21 days, unplug it, and just really consecrate yourself before the Lord. Maybe even if it's with the little ones, maybe you take the next 21 days just to watch the Chosen series, and you spend time with the family watching the Chosen, and you, and you ask questions about what we just watched. What did you think of Jesus in this one moment with the children? It's spending the time to really just to see him rightly. Hopefully you asked that question today. Um, the prayer team's down front as, as I'm ending. If you need anything to be prayed for, come on, come down. If you have a sickness, if you're going through something in your life and you just really need somebody to partner with you this morning, I just invite you down front as the prayer team will pray with you. These people are equipped. They say that some of the best prayers, I believe. But actually, at the beginning of the service today, we're doing this new thing at the Father's house where we're asking the Lord, hey, what do you want to do um, today? That's pretty much the simple question. Hey, Jesus, what do you want to do? What signs and wonders do you want to perform today? So at the beginning, the prayer team asked that questions, and here are the words of knowledge that we believe the Lord wants to do. So if you feel like this is for you, this prayer point is for you, go ahead and just come on down to somebody, and they want to pray with you. So if you have pain in your left shoulder or rotary cuff, you can come, on, come down and get some prayer. If you have lost your taste for an extended amount of time, you can't get your taste back, we believing today, you can receive your taste again. Uh, healing of stomach issues. If you have stomach issues and you're believing the Lord um, to take away your stomach issues, man, the blood is enough for you. If you just feel lost in your identity, come and receive the identity that Christ has for you. If you're believing to be restored, come on down. Christ can restore you today. And today, if you feel like an orphan, if you just feel lost, come on down. And maybe today, if you came into the room and you just feel like, I don't know who this man Jesus is, if you feel lost, if you feel like you're lost in the world and you need some help and you just don't know what's going on and you just want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I invite you to come on down to the front. I believe as we confess with our mouth that he is the Lord, he will save us. Amen. So can we close our eyes? I'm going to pray as we close and the worship team's going to sing a song. Holy Spirit, we love you. I love you. I'm so thankful that you're giving us grace to fast for the next 21 days. And so, Jesus, I pray that we, feel, we leave challenged this morning of what you're going to do through us in the next 21 days. I pray for a supernatural grace over your people. I pray that you would just uh, give us signs and wonders from heaven in the next 21 days, that you give us deep revelation, that we just see you. That, that, that's the whole goal for the next 21 days is just to see you rightly. And I just pray for the next 21 days, our focus is on you. Our whole objective is you. So Jesus, I bless your people. 
Let's this time of worship. In Jesus' name, amen. They're going to continue singing this song. You are dismissed, though, but you're also welcome to remain in this time of worship. See you guys next week. See you guys tonight, 6.30 in the Kyle building.